All right, let's do it. <clears throat> welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 23 of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Jack Swaz. I got my buddy, my friend, my pal, my good friend, my AFC championship bound, Lucas Averett. How you doing, Lucas? I'm fantastic, of course. Oh, you should be. You should be. I should be. That's because right. in that game that I just witnessed last week, I... I really didn't think that was going to happen. But you know what's crazy? Is we laid out that exact scenario on the podcast. You know, I have been... Two days before it happened. I have been referred to as a prophet before. More of an oracle. Not not going to say who. An oracle? uh, Yeah. If you will. I'm fine with either. An elder. A wise man. Indeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lucas, what, what 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 we got this week? I think we got an action packed episode, don't we? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this should be a long one. So you're in you're in for the long haul, or you Sit just clicked back, off because you heard us say that it was going to be get long. Get comfy if you're driving. All right, you might pull through, get you a little drink, okay? Because it's gonna it's set, gonna be set a bit. the cruise control. <laughs> set the cruise control because we're gonna get it. Let's go. Yeah, we got. Oh, we got a bunch of stuff. Obviously, we got to talk about LSU, and then we got we got some clowns. We got to talk about oh the clowns, the playoff games that have happened, the ones we're about to have. There was some Hall of Fame stuff that went down this week. For sure, for sure, it should be a good time. Um, I have a bone to pick with Mr. Jones and some tweeter, tweeter, tweet, tweet, fun times. I like the tweeter, Um, tweet, tweet, twiddles. Right, but we need to, of course, start like we always do. All right, we got any comments or anything on our previous previous video i believe we, we do we do we got a couple from uh from mr casey crawford casey is always coming through the clutch this time he he left a, a selection but i'm gonna go ahead and uh and read one here he says go titans just because i wanted to see lamar jackson get his butt kicked i can't stand lamar jackson uh running back as a quarterback um your thoughts on that lucas before i read the second one um, I mean, we, we will discuss Lamar later a little bit more, but I mean, like, I, I feel you, man. Um, the whole, like, running back as a quarterback thing, like, he wants to be a quarterback, and he's put up numbers that are suitable for a quarterback and whatnot, and he's obviously a running quarterback. He runs first. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that, you know, we'll get into that more later. I don't, I think he's a little overrated, you know, but he is winning, he is going to win the MVP, so, you know. Yeah, he I mean, he is going to win the MVP. We, we we have some disagreements on where we stand with Lamar Jackson, um, mm-hmm. and how we yeah, view we, we'll him. Yeah, get, we'll get into that later. We'll, well get into we'll that get into later. Uh, next mm-hmm. thing that uh, Mr. Casey says, he says Jack. He's referring to Mike McCarthy here. Uh, me and Lucas and me and Casey have some differences in opinions of head coach Mike McCarthy. He says Jackson is a Super Bowl coach, and he has worked with some of the great quarterbacks like Brett Favre, Rodgers, and Joe Montana. Like, come on, bro, he's going to work with Dak and make Dak a Super Bowl quarterback. And when is the last time the Cowboys had a Super Bowl coach? Jones is letting him call plays and pick his staff. A young coach will take forever to win. We need to win now. Lucas, you are totally right, bro. Go McCarthy. Boom. That's right. You know, I need to hear more of that on this pod. More of Lucas being right and Jackson being wrong, because it is a common narrative. Within our life, all right? I mean, I definitely do lead in picks this year. Uh, so I am mathematically more right than you are. That's that's just a 50-50 chances, all right? You're just luckier than I am. I'll take it. I'll take the luck. That's it. That's it. 
Um, we had a couple uh, retirees, Mr. Lucas, this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually yeah, just yeah, announced some, just some recently. Legends. Uh, yeah, legends. Big time legends of the game. Uh, one of them was a big surprise, uh, Luke Keekley. Uh, linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. He's 28 years old, walking away from $10 million in salary next year. Um, he is a five-time first-team All-Pro, a seven-straight Pro Bowler. Uh, he finishes it, his uh, career with over 1,000 tackles, 12 and a half sacks, 18 interceptions, seven forced fumbles, 67 passes defended, and a safety. Um he just said it was, you know, kind of time to walk away from the game and wants to keep his health and wants to do other things and and move on. So definitely a surprise, though. Kind of came out of left field out of nowhere, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I mean, you gotta you gotta put him up there with, you know, I mean, like him and Gronk, some people that kind of felt like kind of retired Calvin Johnson. early. Yeah, Calvin Johnson, Megatron. So yeah. some some legends. And some of it has to do with the like the, the whole CTE thing, you know, like the the brain damage is a real big issue, and medical um, issues later on in life after you're retired, you know, even you know once you get to like 40, 50, 60 years old, it starts to really wear on you. Your your body starts to <clears throat> yeah punish you. Football's back. A, a rough sport, and and there's a lot of lot of contact and a lot of wear and tear, and the season's a grind. It's not like it's a full year grind to play football For every sure. year. So I, I fully understand, yeah. Definitely. Uh, another retiree, another legend. Uh, six, after 16 years in the NFL, Antonio Gates is calling it quits a lifetime, uh, long-time tight end for the uh, San Diego and Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Antonio Gates finishes with just under 1,000 receptions at 955, uh, 11,841 yards. He averaged 12.4 yards to catch. So he averaged the first time every time he caught the football. 116 touchdowns, eight Pro Bowls, and three-time first-team All-Pro. Antonio Gates definitely will be missed <clears throat> and was a centerpiece for the Chargers organization for a long time. That's wild. He's Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, no shot he doesn't get in. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, he that's nothing like having that security blanket at tight end. Um, we saw just right. how much Brady missed it this year. So um, anyway, um, you know who, uh, you know who loved their tight end on Monday night? Sure, <sighs> Joe Burrow. He sure did. Randy Randy Moss's son is is the is the tight end for LSU. I think that's awesome. He was actually there at the game. Oh yeah, he was in full wow. dad mode, celebrating and and yelling on the sideline. It was great. It was something to watch. And what a game! Yeah, so we we got to talk about this a little bit. First off, congratulations to LSU, the Natty Champs. Oh yeah, all right, the perfect season. Winning it, pretty much. What well, arguably like one of the best football teams, best seasons for a football team ever, ever, all like, time. It's it's, it's up in the there. conversation. It has to be. You, I mean, like it's yeah. Weren't they I'm, the right now? I'm feeling number one. But, I know, you know I we're you, coming fresh off of it. So I bet you had the stat that you were going to read, but but they I know they were the first team ever in the college football landscape to beat the preseason number one, number two, three, and number four teams. I actually wasn't I actually wasn't gonna say that. I I did know that, but I wasn't gonna say that. Yeah, they beat they awesome. beat the preseason top four teams. They also beat they beat like the winner of the ACC and they won the SEC and they beat like the winner of this division they and this one and this conference and Texas, this and the, the Auburn, Georgia, Oklahoma, yeah, uh, seven top ten teams. Clemson. Yeah, just 
incredible year. Wild. Um, but first off, talk about the game, and then yeah. I want to talk about Joe Burrow, and then I've got uh some other stuff to get to, of course. Sure, sure, sure. But just first off, like initial thoughts on the game, Jackson. What you got? I mean, it was kind of a back and forth game for quite a while, but eventually LSU just kind of pulled away at the end. They were just too much for Clemson to handle. I felt Clemson came out with a really good game plan, really good scripted, spooky. really good spooky scripted first finish. drive. Their defense had the the momentum for the full first quarter, uh, but eventually Joe Burrow broke through. They made some really great halftime adjustments, and you know the the game was over by the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, it was. It was really looking like a Clemson game um, to start off with. And sure. then it was like, I believe Clemson was up 10 nothing, And then all of a yeah. sudden it's halftime and LSU's going into the locker room and they've got the lead. And it was yeah. just like, how did this happen? And then you it know? was back and forth for a while. And... Well, just the only reason I say like, how did this happen, you know, is it, is it just Clemson came out and looked so good. Like I said, it's 10 nothing, And then I think, I think what happened is that, Number one, Joe Burrow putting it up with those wide receivers. Chase had a huge game. Incredible deep threat accuracy. Yes. He throws throws a very good ball. And I feel like he has such good pocket presence. His offensive line did a great job. I think they've been a little underrated. I've heard people not really talk about the offensive line, but I feel like they do a really good job. And then his wide receivers, NFL caliber, like they're they're going. They're going. Oh, for sure. One of them already declared for the draft. I can't remember his name. I think a couple of them actually did. Um, but then as as the game went on, I felt like it got to the point where Trevor Lawrence, like it became apparent he was he wasn't playing up to the quality that we probably expected of him. Right. And so I I think they just couldn't keep up. People are talking about him next year being you know first pick overall in the draft. When he's able to come, I mean, out. we don't. Yeah, well, we don't know what kind of season was a, he's going to have At least that was the hype year. going into this season. All I oh, heard yeah, was how sure. good Trevor Lawrence was, and you know how good he's going to be, and who's going to have the first pick of the twenty twenty one draft because that's the one that means the most. Right. Well, up, up to this point, you know, there's no other quarterback that's going to be available in the draft next year that has had the. I mean, you know, Trevor Lawrence hasn't lost a game until Monday night, right? And so, and he uh, lost by it the to way, one of the best teams ever so i don't think this hurts his resume at all yeah no it definitely doesn't um it's thursday night it's january 16th for anyone that was wondering when yeah. when we were getting this just so when we get all of our information y'all here y'all know if we're behind for some reason or whatnot yeah we'll be um, back to a normal schedule soon it's just been crazy with the move and um, right had to move around a couple things but lucas has been patient enough and stuck with me so we're, <laughs> we're recording a thursday night today tough tough times out here boys and gals, hashtag don't give a. All right, we're for the we're for the boys and for but the girls. But that includes the girls. The girls are included in the boys. Don't ask me how that makes sense, but just know it does. Hashtag right? don't give a. Let's go. That's right. Um, but anyway, so you know all the all the respect in the world to the Clemson players and to the other LSU players, but we we got to talk about Joe Burrow. All right. Do you think uh, obvious number one overall pick? For Presumptive, Cincinnati? obvious. I mean, he had a he was on set at ESPN uh, about a week before the game, and he had a Cincinnati like somebody gave him a Cincinnati Bengals helmet. 
Like, hey, you're going to need this soon. Like, he's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't really say, he, you know, he couldn't really say much. But it presumptive yeah. number one pick. Everybody's talking about him. Um, I've heard comparisons to Joe Montana, Tony Romo, Andy Dalton, of all people. Um, I'm kind of curious where you, yeah, it was Colin Cowherd. And um, who was it? It was Colin Cowherd. He's like, yeah, he, I, he reminds me of like a uh, – in his prime, Andy Dalton with Andy Dalton had A.J. Green and two running backs and Marvin Jones mm-hmm. and, you know, 2014 Bengals team. But um, Good team. Yeah, I was just kind of curious. what Does he remind you of any other quarterbacks? Burrow. Um, in terms of – so when I when I look at him, I think uh, – I think Andrew Luck a lot. Yeah. And that is, that is because um, I feel like – he seems like a good guy, number one. For sure. And Andrew Luck was all, was always nice, you know. Um, but just the way that he goes about things, how NFL ready he looks, really makes me think yeah. of a Stanford Andrew Luck. That is where he went, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Stanford, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. And so it just that's the first name that comes to my mind is Andrew Luck, just because I think he is he's going to be great when it comes to being ready for the NFL, especially compared to some of these other quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, yeah, Sam Darnold, Kyler Murray, you know. Yeah, you know, and, and, and we'll see how Kyler Murray does in his second year, and Darnold started to look better towards the end of the season, but Baker obviously had a sophomore slump, but do you think Burrow starts right away if he goes to Cincinnati? Uh, I would hope not. Or do they stick with Andy Dalton for a year? I mean, I because they tried to me, to me you stick McCarran, with Andy Dalton for another work. year. Yeah, but we all know that's not going to happen. They're going to lose for half the year, and then Joe Burrow will get thrown in, and we'll see what happens. Especially with AJ but, Green, like if they decide to re-sign him, or if he just wants to go elsewhere and be a free agent, which I, I think would not be, be surprised. Gone. Yeah, no, I, I I think he'll be gone. But um, I feel like Burrow has amazing accuracy. Like he throws he throws a very good ball. That's going to make for an interesting. Division, Lamar Jackson, young quarterback. You bring in Burrow in a year or so, right? You have you will have a change of the guard with Ben Roethlisberger's done, right? Very soon. Um, then the you Ducks have, have Baker Mayfield. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm 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 thinking they might. It just depends on how they do next year, man. You know what that they they were decimated by injuries and they were still close to the playoffs. Yeah, hope they they'll definitely have to. They'll have to find someone else. Tomlin's an amazing coach. Coach Absolutely. O with LSU did a great job, I At felt o, like. 100%. Coach O's cracking um, me up, just like hearing the, some of the stuff that he would say. Right. So so just because because of how great Joe Burrow has been, we don't know necessarily if all of it's him, if all of it's you know coaching, the other players on the team. Probably a mix. Yeah. But um, I do, I do think Joe Burrow's had possibly – top three or number one uh, quarterback season in Ever. college. Yeah. It's it's, so, uh, it's 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 definitely in the conversation. 100%. Yeah, just to put this into perspective for some people, <clears throat> Burrow was a 402 for 527, so he had a 76.3 completion percentage. Wow. Right. He threw 60 touchdowns. He rushed for four touchdowns. Some he mad had numbers, 5, bro. 600 passing yards. Oh, my gosh. And uh, he only threw six interceptions. And think about this, too. The college football season is shorter 
than the NFL season significantly. What do they play? Thirteen games, and then you have a national championship game. Uh, I mean, I mean, it depends. Games? I feel like on average it's like twelve, and then 12 you or have so. yeah, so 56. yeah, they went fourteen and zero, so they had twelve games. Then they you have eleven games. Then you have the conference tw- championship, which is twelve. Right, and then you and have then... your playoff games, which is thirteen and fourteen. Okay, so in fourteen games, he threw for more passing yards and. And and again, it's a different speed and it's a different time. And college is not. Oh yeah, the games last longer, not, and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but you know, it's um, that's and impressive. he has he had some really good pieces around him. Um, so he broke records with his sixty passing touchdowns. That yeah. broke a record. Sixty-five total touchdowns broke a record. Second best completion percentage ever. He had uh, the third most passing yards ever. Had over six thousand total yards. Beat seven top ten teams. Won the Heisman and won the national championship. What, what, what else do you want from a from a season? I mean, there's something else yeah. you can do. Un, unheard of. All right, I am I am here to give up our third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round draft picks in order you, to get that number one pick. You got, that would not happen. I was gonna say, <laughs> you, but you got Tannehill though, and he's taking to the AFC oh. Championship game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't expect the Titans to draft quarterback, but that's for another day. Sure, 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 sure. But yeah, um, just I, I just feel like we all have to sit back for a second and just be like, you know, we just got to watch arguably the greatest college football season for a quarterback and his team in history. Yeah, isn't that special? It's up there. That's it's crazy. definitely up there. That's crazy. Uh, isn't uh, there something with another uh, LSU alumni you wanted to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't just talk through my stuff. Jackson has to do these like painfully cringy, obvious things here, you know, to get me to move on. Like he's in a hurry or something. Like we're not going to be here for six hours, anyways. Wouldn't that be something if we were here for six hours, though? I mean, I will be at the rate we're going right now. Um, anyways, so LSU is celebrating this awesome moment. They win the national championship, and then here comes OBJ, and he interrupted. Coach O's uh, interview at one point, and then he's on the field and he's handing out money to players, and they're like, "Oh, it's just fake money." All right, so okay, it's fake money. Well, then Joe Burrow reveals that it's not fake money, and that Odell was giving players real money. So LSU and the NCAA are investigating that right now. Um, and then to top it all off. Today, the judge signed an official warrant for the arrest of Odell Beckham Jr. for, I believe it is simple battery and assault, something like that, or simple assault. I I read it earlier and was trying to pull it from my brain. Either way, there's a warrant out for this man's arrest. Right, because wasn't it like... Because he slapped a cop on the butt. Not a, he wasn't even really like he was a security guard in the LSU locker room after they were uh, celebrating. Yeah. See, Jackson over here interrupted me. Won't even let me finish my sentence. Whew, God, dude. look, I was just Casey. I'm gonna need you to get this man. You need to get him and <laughs> whip him into shape because he doesn't. He doesn't know what's going on here. Hey, I'm no respect for other people with, that are trying uh, to speak. You know the whole. Slide. Doesn't that seem a bit excessive though? Like, well, look, you, here's like, here's why? my problem. He does all this stuff, and I'm just like, Odell, you had more like violate NFL violations this year than you had touchdown catches or even touchdowns in general. And so, like, there's a problem. There's oh, yeah, a problem. Obviously, 
So I want to make a movement to officially induct Odell into the Clown Squad. Oh, my Lord. Into the Clown Squad. Here's the thing. Antonio Brown belongs in the Clown Squad. 100% definition of Odell. Clown. Odell belongs in the Clown Squad. I don't know about that. He's he's wearing watches that he knows he can't wear. He's definitely he's a diva, but what do you tell me all the time, he knows he can't wear. Every he's good NFL receiver is a teams. diva. And all this stuff. No, no, no. Julio Jones is not a diva. DeAndre he's, Hopkins is not a diva. He's not, but this is what you tell me. You say that all good receivers are divas. No, all the... All the look. Jax is putting words in my mouth. I don't appreciate wrong. this right now. All right? But anyways. He belongs in the clown squad. He's literally doing all this stuff. This is not his moment. He is not a player at LSU anymore. He's done all this other stuff to draw attention away from his team. He's been called a plague in the locker room. He's a noted locker room problem within your football team. Yeah. And now he's going to LSU, and he's causing problems for the whole school. The NCAA and the school are investigating this. Yeah. Okay, number one. And he's got a warrant out for his arrest because... He can't just let the security guard go about his business that he was doing. I don't know what he was even doing. He was doing something. He was talking to another player or something, and he was looking at something, and Odell just has to hit him on the butt. Why? Why do you have to smack a cop? Like, when that video goes viral, you know that they're going to have to do something because they can't let, just because you're a big public figure, they can't let you do something like that. Okay. Because then they lose respect. My problem with all of this is it one. It seems silly. I don't clowns I don't know, do silly stuff. I don't know why Odell want, does all this stuff. He's he's a he's, clown. Okay, fine. If you want to call him a clown, he's a clown. There you go. However, what I have a problem with is the whole arrest warrant thing. I mean, really issuing an arrest warrant because he smacks smacked a cop on the on the bottom. Who cares? Like that's it, that's the kind of stuff because... that just looks like just to make the news, just to make some people talk about something. It does like See, I, it's gonna get dismissed. It's nothing serious. I, no one cares about it, um, right? But it's to it's because you don't like you don't want people out on the streets to be thinking it's okay to walk up and do that. Like it's because if you let something like that happen, it's gonna get worse. You have to keep intact the respect that uh, you're supposed to have for law enforcement and stuff. And right. I think and, that's why. Uh, what it's going to end up being is going to be some kind of a... It's a principle matter. It's a matter of... I understand the principle, but I don't view it as a as a big deal. Um, what I view as a, a big, as, a, as a potentially big deal is the handing out of the money just because the NCAA has very silly rules and regulations on what can... Like, if you can give money to players and, and, and endorsements and unfair... Um, What's the here's, word? Here's what I want to know. I'm getting unfair things. But it's just like... <sighs> what happens if the NFL decides they want... care enough. What? They want to put in. Like, what, what happens if the NFL is like, it is not okay for us to be... to have players acting like this on such a national, like, public view level? Like, you can't... Like, what if... What if I'll just say a fine. I, I can't think of what they would yeah, do. Yeah, look at fine. And honestly, they probably won't. But like let's like let's say the NFL decides to fine him for doing that because the NFL is professional business and you are not supposed to act like that. Like yeah. you're expected. No, I get it. He's going to get it. Doesn't matter yeah. if it's fair he's or gonna, not. You're expected course, to be professional. Of course, the NFL is going to come out. They're, he's going to get a slap on the wrist. 
He's going to get a, uh, a a plea bargain deal. He'll have to issue probably some kind of an apology. He's going to have to pay a fine to the city of New Orleans or whoever, and and then we'll move on. And it'll be a discussion of okay, SOW, you can't do this because you can't set precedent because you can't give that you can't get that signal. I'm agreeing with you there. What I don't care enough about is that that it's even a story. I don't I don't care enough about OBJ um, smacking a security guard's rear end. At all. Well, we all we all know that you don't care anything about anything outside of the I Dallas Cowboys. I wonder why other people care about <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like why that's even a thing. I just, I just, I just want him inducted into the into the clown squad. Induct that's him, only... induct him into the clown squad. But he does create problems for LSU. Although the NCAA, all those NCAA rules are completely ridiculous. Right. I just like they shouldn't like... they shouldn't exist in the first place. Like if somebody exactly. wants to give him money, give him money. Yeah, well, I, I think that's going to get changed, but that's that's topic for another day. Um, but since we are talking about the clown squad, and we have officially agreed, officially agreed, this is put this put this in ink. Anyone that wants to, all right, in I'll write chisel, it down later in a chisel and cement, Lucas. Yeah, all right. It's, this is that level of importance. All right. Oh yeah. Clown squad, Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, who has made the news again. Oh yeah, he's done it again, Jackson. We I, have talked this about time, this. This is this on is like what twelve podcast episodes, and this is what is real. Here's the thing: OBJ doing his thing, whatever. Yeah, you shouldn't do that, OBJ. You're setting a bad example. Move on. Done. This Antonio Brown stuff is like it's some serious things. I think I will. I, by the way, sorry to interrupt you real quick. I will say though that AB started off with little stuff. I don't think OBJ is going to turn into Antonio Brown. No, but of course not. Antonio is, Brown is the Antonio king of Brown the clown used squad. to do this stuff. He used to he I'm just saying he used to do this stuff. Like OBJ is a little clown. Antonio Brown used to do little stuff and then it just like through a series of events it has gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. And I'm so I'm saying watch out on OBJ. It if it happens, we hey. will know that it is Antonio Brown's fault. Yes, that set, makes, per- that makes perfect sense, Lucas. It's because they're both in the clown squad. They obviously talk to each other. They definitely and the get, craziness they is have meetings off and everything. Because something is wrong with Antonio Brown. If there so has Jackson, to be something. Like CTE or brain damage or something has to go on. Is, be- right. is so going let me, on. How much did um, the Steelers really keep quiet? Uh, well, number question. one, you cannot look at Ben Roethlisberger in any type of negative light at all now for that whole situation. For anything to do with Antonio Brown? Of course not. No. No. Definitely not. Um, so just so everyone knows what happened with Antonio Brown, Jackson, please correct me or interject any if I'm incorrect about something or if I forget something. Um, so apparently Antonio Brown is having some type of altercation with his the mother of his children. Yeah. All right? And I don't know, I don't remember exactly what it is. It was something to do with them needing to go to school. Anyways, so the cops are there, and the cops are getting the mother, his children, and his kids. They're getting both. So Antonio Brown decides to pull out his phone and go to live stream on Twitter or Instagram or something. It doesn't matter. And he is streaming this scene to thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. And all you see is you see... Uh, the mother of his kids and his children getting into the back of a cop car. No one is saying anything to Antonio Brown. No one is even bothering this dude. I don't even know if they were looking at it. All right. And he is yelling completely 
obscenities obscene things yes yeah. like he's he is he is calling the policemen names and stuff he is pretty much antagonizing them absolutely Multiple almost F-bombs, like he wanted them to do something so he could catch N-bombs. them doing something oh, yeah. yeah he's he's using the b word he's all kinds of stuff then he's yelling at the mother of his kids with his children right there getting into the cop car yeah and like does apparently he thinks this makes him look good while he's calling the police i think he, he even said cracker once yeah and so like all this stuff and they're not doing anything to him and he's streaming it as if he's the bad the good guy i mean yeah he, he streams as if he's like the victim or look what they're doing to me now yeah like, g- give he, me like give me some remorse yeah yeah that's what he's trying to and, do and no it, one no one feels bad for you for putting your children through that. Like that is that right there. It sets the worst itself, example. Exactly. It's not okay to put your children through something like that. It's really of course. Not. like these are little kids. Go watch the video if you haven't. And they're getting in the back of a cop car. Yeah. And in the middle while their of dad a, is yelling at them. In the and yelling of, at Yeah, in the middle ahead. of Antonio Brown yelling at the cops and dropping multiple F-bombs, dropping multiple N-bombs, and screaming at his mother yeah, and children. Yeah, words, all that stuff. And, He's in, the, all in the middle of all that, one of the kids says, I love you, Daddy, and he says, I love you back, and then and then he just kept getting, like, walked into the gate in the car. Like, he's just, mm-hmm. he's screaming the entire time. And there's no reason for it. And I want to say props to those cops, though. Because they held incredible restraint. Because they really could have cuffed him and put him in a car. I was about to say, to. Stephen, Stephen A. Smith brought it up. He was like, you don't get to act like that towards uh, towards cops. You don't get to act like yeah, that you, that's, towards you don't get to. police. Because you can be arrested for that. Yeah. But they didn't do anything to him. Because they, obviously, they probably knew that it would become negative on them. So by them just sitting there not doing anything, Antonio Brown looks even worse. And he's a clown. And he's the head of the clown squad. Oh, absolutely. Undisputed king of the clown squad. Yeah, and so now, to make it worse, after all this stuff has built up, now his agent has said that he will not work for him anymore, work with him, Yeah. until Antonio Brown gets help. So this, this begs the question, Max Kellerman on first take has been saying this for forever. Yeah. He thinks that Antonio Brown has some health issues. I think so. You know, some mental problems. Don't, don't know if it's, you know, stuff from concussions and football and stuff. Um, considering he uses an old helmet that the NFL has proven doesn't work as efficiently as other ones that they want him to use. And he threw a big deal about that. I would say he must have a couple of, he, he's got a couple of knots up there. All right. Oh, he, he but, has um, to, man. That could, there, there's no way he could, <coughs> this could be normal for him. And if it is normal, then wow, the Pittsburgh Steelers really did a good job of covering it up. Really? So whether that's good props, or bad is not for me to say, but right. Amazing football player. Props to the Pittsburgh Steelers for putting up with that. Props to the policemen for putting up with that. Mother of his kids, so sorry to his children for having to deal with that. Yeah. Because Antonio Brown, it just seems like he's got little explosions all over the place. For sure. And the, you know what's even worse is that there's going to be some, there are going to be a couple of his Instagram followers that are going to sympathize with him and think he's in the right. And he just told them what he thinks is the right thing to do in that situation. And that's yeah. sad. And yeah, really sad. sad. So Antonio Brown's life is imploding before us. It's uh, terrible to watch, just like the Houston Texans imploded against the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoff game this past weekend. 
that was also terrible to watch. So for anyone that doesn't know, the Texans were up 24 to nothing against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs came back and beat them like 51 to 31, and Mahomes threw like seven straight touchdowns and all that stuff. And it was just... It was a slaughter. They were down 24 nothing, and within four minutes of the left in the half, Mahomes had yeah. four scores. Yeah, it was it was halftime. They were up like 28-24, I believe. Yeah, and with four minutes left in the half, they were down 24-0. Number one. So, I don't, I don't know what reason you think they lost. My reason I think they lost is coaching. I agree. What, what you got? I, I completely you, you agree. agree. Well, we talked about it before in the, the Houston and Buffalo game. On, on how com- how Bill O'Brien completely mismanaged going forward on fourth down and in, in situational plays and even his timeouts, right. like his game management skills were lacking in the playoffs. In my in our opinion, I think. Of yeah. course, keep in mind, me and Jackson are not coaches, but yeah, I'm, I'm, we I'm like to think to be we one. are. Well, we, no, we like to think we know some. We stuff. like to think we're smart football people. <laughs> I mean, we've been watching the game for a while. We can pick up on what's a bad move and what's not. Right. Well, that that's the. That's the painful part is that it was so obvious that we picked up on stuff. Blatantly obvious. So so here's here's like a rundown of some stuff, okay? Yeah. So they're up Houston's up twenty one nothing. They decide to go for it. Cause they're close to uh they're on like the Chiefs like twenty or eight to fifteen or ten, something in that area, all right? They're in the red zone basically. They're up there and they decide to go for it. In my head, I wanted them – I was like, kick a field goal here, take your points, your defense is doing great, your special teams is doing great, everything's going your way, go up 24 nothing. They decide to go for it. They get up there, and they can't run a play, and they have to call a timeout because Bill O'Brien's words were, I wanted to go for it there because I believed we had to score 50 points to beat the Chiefs. Number one, 50 points to beat the Chiefs obviously wasn't enough anyways. Right, but that is just crazy to think that you need to score fifty points to win a football game. You have obviously have no faith in your defense whatsoever. None at all, especially when you're up twenty-one nothing at that point. Especially when you're up twenty-one nothing, they go out there to go for it and then can't go for it because he said he did not have a play ready. They did not have a play ready to that go is, for it. Oh my gosh! When you, when I, I didn't know this, but now that you told me that, that seems, that makes it even more like asinine of this coach to think like, okay, we got to score 50 points. And you don't think you're going to get into a fourth down situation so you don't have plays ready? He thought they got the first down. So he threw them out there. He threw them out there as if it was a first down and then was like, oh, no, it's fourth down. We don't have a play ready. Just go kick a field goal. That's bad coaching right there. How how much do you lack awareness? Like I I believe at this point Deshaun Watson was like, what's going on? <laughs> For real? Well, not even that. You got fifteen members of staff up in the skybox telling you what's going on. You got like three different. You got like yeah, what, what's what's the headset for? That's exactly what's the big what Megatron the headset's for? Showing fourth down. Like what 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 does all that stuff? Or the mean? chains <laughs> right next to you as they're moving along. They got a little card on the side. It says fourth down. You can swipe it. Exactly. Yeah. So then the next the next drive, Jackson, all right? So this is like they they end up kicking the field goal, right? And then their defense stops Kansas City yeah. and they get the ball and I think it's like their first their first attempt to get a first down or their second. Right. Yeah. Like like they're they haven't moved far down the field. Anyways, it's fourth and whatever. It was like fourth and three or shorter. 
fourth and one, something like that. They do a fake punt. Apparently, the special teams ask, like, look to the sideline, like, are we supposed to run this? Because yeah. the opposing team, the Chiefs, were lined up in a formation that was to go against it. Yeah, they were ready for it. And they were like, and the one of the the player on the field that gets the ball was like, no, we got this. Like, I don't oh, know if he was dude. thinking he could outrun him or something. Yeah. And then the white dude tackled him. He got tackled. To put it, I believe that's like Shannon Sharp or someone said that. He was like, and then the white dude got him. That's right. <laughs> he tackled him. And then the Chiefs get the ball at like the 20. Yeah. So they score. score a touchdown. And then. That's not, not believing your defense at all. Exactly. I feel like that's bad coaching. So that's back-to-back bad coaching drives. Then your special teams <clears throat> has a problem again. And you go to receive the punt or something. I think it was a botched a botched punt. Turns into a fumble for the Chiefs. The Chiefs get a short field again. Travis Kelsey touchdown again. Well then Kansas City's the defense. Yeah, so it's fourteen it's fourteen twenty four and Kansas City's defense is like, ooh. Ooh. We can feel We're the feeling it. We're feeling it, it now, Mr. Krabs. Momentum's completely flipped. And then Deshaun Watson and them can't score for the rest of the game. And Patrick Mahomes just goes out there and makes it 28-24 going into halftime. And then for the rest of the game, they were non-existent. I'm talking about Houston. Like, they were just non-existent on the field. Like, they were just like, what just happened? It was 24 nothing. What happened to us? Yeah. And it, it, was, just, it was painful to watch. Just implosion from within. And the beatdown just proceeded to happen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't, I didn't watch much of the third quarter. Then I watched the end. Yeah, just a lot of Patrick Mahomes scoring. Yeah. So do you have, uh, do you have anything you would like to say to Texans fans to make them feel better about Bill O'Brien? I would say it gets better, but it doesn't. <laughs> As long you need, as you've got a bad you, coach, it stays here, bad. Here's here's what's going to need to happen. You're going to need to go 8-8, eight and eight, okay? And you're going to need to lose to the Jaguars to make the playoffs. And the Jaguars are going to have a bunch of practice squad guys. And then and only then <laughs> can they put you and your coach out of, your, out of its misery and you can then move on. Because I think the Texans are a really good head coach away from being in the AFC title game consistently. Don't have – don't have a first round draft pick for the next two years. Because Houston, of Bill it, feel, it, feel, it feels real bad. <laughs> it feels real so, bad right now. <laughs> so I appreciate that those words of wisdom, but I, beat, I know you got some other words. You beat Buffalo because you had Deshaun Watson. That's all I can tell you. Right, right. So I know, I know you got. What do you have on the Hall of Fame stuff, Jackson? Oh this yeah, is, yeah. This okay. Is all. This is all about you, buddy. Thank Your moment you. to shine. I appreciate it. This so, Jackson's requested. So I, have, I, have nothing, I have nothing really to talk about with the, home, with the hometown heroes in terms of my Dallas Cowboys because my Dallas Cowboys, of course, are not in the playoffs. Didn't make it. But we have some other things to talk about. So the Hall of Fame uh, committee elected has uh, finalized its list for um, for those added to the class of 2020. Now, this 2020 class is a special class. It's called the Centennial Class. AKA the 100th class. Um, so 
uh, for the hundredth year of the and the NFL being around. So they have extra people. Usually they only do about five or six every year. Uh, this one's going to be twenty. That's fifteen names. Five names will be added um, during selection Saturday, right before the Super Bowl takes place. So we'll find out those five modern era people to be added. These are uh, people not of the modern era, but are. Um, new members so this this inductee list is going to be quite big so we're going to i'm going to go over the list here real quick and then i'm going to talk to you about one of the members uh members include jimmy johnson bill cower steve sable paul tagliabu george young harold carmichael jim covert bobby dylan cliff harris winston hill alex karras donnie shell duke slater mac speedy and ed sprinkle I had to put that. I had to put that one. Uh, that one last. Okay, so we're going to talk about Jimmy Johnson. So, number one, obviously, I think he needs. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Two Super Bowl rings. Um, brought the Cowboys back into America's team limelight after we had our success in the seventies. Didn't have anything going for twenty years. This seems to be a bit of a recurring issue. You know, we yeah, were they're, good. Lo- they're losing that right now. Like the whole America's team thing is really dying out. Yeah, and, and, until we get another dynasty going, and then we'll be fine. Um, right, never gonna happen. You're right, um, <clears throat> but I have a bone to pick with Mr. Jerry Jones. Jimmy Johnson is not in the Cowboys Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor for you guys, like you know, Casey knows this, and other listeners, I'm sure you guys know this too. But the Cowboys have a big Ring of Honor, as most teams do, around their stadium, right? Lists of names, notable people that have contributed. Six, um, that have contributed a lot to the organizational success, right? right? The Titans just put Steve McNair and Eddie George in this year. Yeah. So Woo. Jimmy Johnson is not on the list. Um, Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, those are guys that are already all in, but their coach from whenever they were winning in the 90s is not included. And I think it just kind of <clears> – it's like it, it feels weird that he does, didn't get included into the Ring of Honor – before he became a Hall of Fame coach. Like, the last thing that will happen to him, I hope, and it should happen, is that Jerry Jones will put him in the Ring of Honor. But that that doesn't that is not as good as the Hall of Fame, right? The Hall of Fame right. means more than the team's Ring of Honor. Now, the team's Ring of Honor is special, and that's great, and that's fantastic, but the Hall of Fame is just kind of on another level. And the fact that Jerry Jones hasn't done that for Jimmy Johnson yet um, – it's kind of disturbing to me. Um, I don't know. I guess he's just holding a grudge. I don't know what he really has to hold him, hold a grudge over him because coach won him two Super Bowls. Um, and, I, and I'm not here to put the words in Jimmy's mouth or words in Jerry's mouth of who said what when or who accused who of what or whatever. You know, whether if it was an argument over how to run the team and Jimmy said, I won two Super Bowls straight. I'm going to do it my way. And Jerry said, no, this is my team. I do what I want, blah, blah, blah. But it just it's I'm disappointed um that he hasn't been included in the Ring of Honor yet. Because he he contributed two Super Bowls and he was a legendary coach and obviously the Hall of Fame deemed it necessary to add him into the class for twenty twenty. So he's gotta be doing something right. Um right. anyway, so that's just kinda like my little my short little spiel, short and sweet, um, this week on my hometown hero segment. But I just so, uh, uh, just don't think it's right. So I do want to say that I believe the way the uh, the Titans usually do it is when you make the Hall of Fame, they also put you in the Ring of Honor. 
So like okay. they do them at the same time. So like for for the Titans, I believe it's like honestly, if you look at the numbers, the uh, personal ring of honor for mm-hmm. each particular team. You know, there's X amount of players that are in it, and then there's X amount of players that are in the Hall of Fame. It's actually smaller the amount of players that are in the Ring of Honor for all the football teams compared to the amount of players that are in the Hall of Fame. But anyways, I only know this because there was a lot of talk about the Steve McNair and Eddie George stuff coming in. But uh, that's just how the Titans usually did it. They decided that Eddie and Steve weren't going to get put in the Hall of Fame, but they believed that their contributions to the organization meant need, they needed to be put into the uh, into the Ring of Honor. Yeah. And the but, Cowboys so, have done it different, you know. Yeah, uh, well, I, I just, I didn't, I was going to say, like, hold out hope. Because if he does oh, get put into the Hall of Fame, then, in like, Jerry, Jerry will probably put him in when he makes the Hall of he'll Fame. He'll get put in eventually, but here's the thing. I, it's going to look like Jerry did it because he had got pressure that he wasn't in it before the Hall of Fame. Like, he put in Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, and Michael Irvin in 2005, all three at the same time, to celebrate the triplets um, before they mm-hmm. were ever inducted into the Hall of Fame. Drew Pearson who has not been elected to the Hall of Fame. He's actually the only member um, left of the 1980s all-decade team. And Cowboys Ring of Honor, he got put in in, in the 90s. He ha- he got snubbed from the Hall of Fame. So it's kind of... Gotcha. And the so y'all do it differently. We do it differently. And that and Jimmy brought you two Super Bowls, man. Like, I think he's, he should be higher on the priority list. He should. It's not just any Cowboys player. You know, I can get it if it's, you know, like... You know, Roma or whoever hasn't been put on there yet, which I don't, I don't think he has yet. He might have. I could be wrong, but um, it's not just any you think player. Roma will make it in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, in the Hall of Fame. I what? don't know. He didn't didn't win you a Super Bowl. No, but he's Jerry Jones's prodigal son. He'll he'll get in there. Mm. Well, anyways, now part for now time for my part. I don't know how to speak English, but I can tell you that the Titans won their game, and I get to keep talking about them in the Hometown Heroes section. So, <laughs> all I got to say about this game, Jackson, is this is what happens when you talk crap, all right? Go ahead. <laughs> if you're going to talk it, get hit, right? That's that's what happened. That's right. You better be able to back it up. Big trust. That's it. We got Earl Thomas out here saying stuff, all right? It, I think the Patriots just didn't want to tackle him. That's fine. That's fine. But what happened when you tried to tackle Derrick Henry? He spun you around, put a kick me sign on the, your back. He sure did. You got stiff arm twice. Used as a blocker. The, these are the things people are saying about you now, man. You are in the NFL films highlight deal that they put on social media for that game. They have you saying... That stuff about you were just going to come at it with a different attitude and you'd be able to tackle him and then getting manhandled. They have a clip of at the yeah. end of the game, at the end of the game, Jackson, um, Earl Thomas talking some crap to him. Was like, what are you doing or something like that? And Derrick Henry's like, why are you talking? I've got 200 yards on you right now. Literally what he said. He's like, I got 200 on you right now. He did. He had 200 total yards. Wild. That's Wild crazy. stuff going on. I think he had 200 total yards. Like, if you include the, yeah, the pass catch and stuff. Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> so, I will get into my likes and dislikes for last week's game. I'll start with my dislike. That's right. 
Only not one. an S at the end of that. It ain't plural. It's just one. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, what you got? At the end of the first half, we gave the Ravens the ball at like the 10 or something. Yeah. Or the 5, because then we even got them. We almost got a safety on them. And our defense was super soft for that series because they drove all the way down the field, almost scored a touchdown. They ended up kicking a field goal to make it 14-6, which is a big deal. Huge deal. And so I was not a fan of how soft the defense was right there. Although I will say Lamar Jackson made the one good throw of his night was right was on that drive. It was towards the end of Hollywood Brown in between like three defenders. Beautiful oh, ball. Oh, that was beautiful ball, beautiful catch. Well well the ball wasn't beautiful, but the throw was the throw was good. The ball was still ugly. Because he throws an ugly football. Okay, Lucas. Um I think Mariota doesn't his his football's not as pretty as other people's, but I like him. So not not a knock on the guy. Just looks ugly. <laughs> You know, doing that. <laughs> Anyways, I'll get into my likes. I have four likes for this game. Number one has to be Derrick Henry, first running back in history to have 175 plus yards in two consecutive postseason games, like in the same postseason. All right. And the first one to run for a buck, uh, buck eighty in three straight games. Period. Explosions. All right. He also was the quickest halfback up there with names like Jim Brown and Le'Veon Bell up there with all these big names Eric Dickerson like first one uh or quickest to reach x amount of yards in their first four games or maybe he was uh most yards in their first four postseason games that's what it was that's what it was awesome stuff and one of those games I don't even think he was the starter anyways awesome just amazing Mind-blowing stuff. He's going to get paid. Oh, he is going to get paid. Um, Best belief. Number two thing I liked is I I really felt like the Titans won all the big moments. Jackson, you watched the game. There was a two-point conversion that the Ravens didn't get. There was the two interceptions when we needed to stop them. The fumble when we needed to stop them. Both of the fourth and inches, or one was a fourth and inches, I believe, and the other one was a fourth and one, and we stuffed them. Coming into the game, the Ravens were eight and eight on fourth down conversions. Yes, Jackson. I would like to input that technically the Ravens had six turnovers. I, I Officially, he, the Ravens had three turnovers, two interceptions and a forced fumble. However, however, I would like to add the three times they had to turn it, they turned it over on downs as an official yep. turnover. It's really yep, hard to win a six. If, when you hold a team, you give it, uh, hold a team to six turnovers. I mean, it's really hard to win a game that way. Exactly. And I mean, what, what do we say going in? Titans going to have to get some turnovers. They got six. That's exactly what we said. We said they start off the game getting an interception or getting a fumble, and the Ravens come out rusty and slow. They're going to make a pay. Like we said, mm-hmm. if the Titans come up 14 nothing, they're winning the football game. What happened, Lucas? They won the football game. And they went up 14 nothing. That's exactly what happened. We're prophets, oracles. So Crazy. we won, won all the big moments. Like when it came down to it, the Titans made the plays that matter, and that's how that's how you win. Exactly. Held, holding them to a field goal on that big drive where you said they were soft, forcing the fumble mm-hmm. in the begin, uh, um, towards the end, keeping them from converting key fourth down moments. Yeah, so what Lamar Jackson had 500 yards total offense. He didn't score. Scored once. Well, exactly. And and there was some garbage time stuff. Like like we went into kind of a of prevent course. deal at the end of the first half there. Ben, so like break. all those yards all the way down there. Yeah. Um 
he had some scrambles and stuff. And you know Lamar's going to get his yards. For like sure. Lamar's going to do his thing. He's going to get his yards. But I mean, it. You know, when you're if you're comparing the quarterbacks from this game, like whose performance really mattered the most? Like Lamar, who had one touchdown, the same amount of touchdowns that Derrick Henry had passing, right? Sure did. Or Ryan Tannehill, who had like three total touchdowns. I believe he had a rushing and two passing. Yeah, being like, able to convert, being able to score and capitalize on those key moments. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, it. You, I feel like you can't look at all those stats, especially when it got into the fourth quarter. I mean, they had 70 dropbacks. Lamar had the ball in his hand every single play. No one else was getting anything. It was just, it was sad. Yeah, they abandoned their game plan off the, begin, uh, off the get-go. They... I mean, when you drop back 70 times, that tells yeah. me you completely abandoned your game plan. So you drop back to pass the ball 70 times, Jackson. Yeah. You got 300 passing yards. You're that, that doesn't sound that great. 12, 12 of those dropbacks, he scrambled. He had like 100 yards or whatever. I don't I don't remember what he had. Yeah, he had like 300-something yards passing and 100 yards rushing, but yeah, only came out of either way. one touchdown. And exactly. also big One moments goals. holding them to big holding them to field goals in situations where they probably could have scored, that's huge too. Doesn't count yeah, as a big, turnover. We're big, but uh, it, was, it was big moments. The Titans are big on bend but don't break. Yeah, exactly. Um, so my third like is the offensive and defensive lines. I threw those into one thing. Yeah, the defensive line played a huge role in Lamar Jackson all night. They made him uncomfortable. He was upset from the beginning. You could tell. Yeah, he was like, mad. You, you he could was see so him. Like, he, was, he threw his helmet a couple times and stuff. Like, he was not happy. And they never had and, to play from behind. They always had a lead. Well, every game that they've lost, it's because they were playing from behind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they lost three games this year if you count the playoff game. And in every one of them, the other team had like a over 100-yard rusher, and Lamar threw the ball 30-plus times, I think. Yeah. But their offense is offensive line... Yeah. All I heard, all we heard coming into this game, Jackson, was the Ravens are so physical. Ugh. They got destroyed on both sides. If you ask me, I, th- I think the offensive and defensive lines, like like our offensive line, pushed them around. For sure. Yeah, I can agree on that. I watched the game; it was insane. So the last thing I liked is Ryan Tannehill. You gotta like Ryan Tannehill. I don't care if he has eighty-eight passing yards. He had some rushing yards. He ran for a couple first downs that were huge. Yeah. He plays a big role in getting us in the in the correct fronts, getting us in the right plays for Derrick Henry, right? Yeah. And he hit a deep ball to go up 14 nothing to an undrafted guy that came off our practice squad. He's been in the NFL for like two or three years, I believe. And he's been on practice squads the whole time. Like this year was like the first year. He caught a touchdown pass. They no big deal. We just hit him. We just hit him for like a forty-six yard bomb. Beat the Ravens coverage. It was awesome. On just ran ran right by him. Beautiful stuff. And Ryan Tannehill threw him a good ball. We're on the money. So, um, I think he just he did everything we asked him to again. So I I got to be happy with it. But anyways, the last thing I want to say for this next game, you know. Tyreek Hill's already talking the he's already talking the tuss the stuff, man. All right. Oh yeah. You got Kyle Van Noy for the Patriots talking. 
Earl Thomas talking for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And you got the Chiefs talking. Tyreek Hill's come out and he says, I feel like nobody can cover us. Man on man is easy for us to beat. And if you put us in zone, it's going to be even easier for us to run past. So. Ooh, excuse me. That's fine. That's fine. Titans haven't talked at all. Just wait till game day. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a good game, man. We got a pair, really good pair of good games on Sunday. Are you uh, are you ready for take it or leave it, Mister Jackson? I am ready for take it or leave it, Mister Lucas. Let's get it. All right. So for those of you that do not know, take it or leave it is a segment we do every week where I come up with around five things or so to uh, ask Jackson. Usually some cool little topics that have come up during the week or just some things I've thought up off my big giant noggin. So straight off the dome, brother. <clears throat> Number one, take it or leave it, Mr. Jackson. Let's do it. Bill O'Brien should be fired after this stuff. And I have something that you need to hear. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> what you got? Because this is this is some spooky stuff. This belongs on the spooky pod. All right. Ooh, a spooky time. Okay. The Houston Texans have won the AFC South six times since 2011. That is more than twice the rest of the division combined. Yeah. In that wow. span, they are the only AFC South team not to reach the AFC Championship game. What? <laughs> um, to answer your question, take it. Absolutely. I mean, we just talked about him mismanaging games against the Buffalo Bills. He won that game because he has number four. Um he came out with a great game plan at the beginning of this game. I felt like they did well, very well and scripted. You go up 24 nothing. Um, you make the big mistake and to try and do a fake punt from your own 20-yard line, and that's what happens to you. You gave Patrick Mahomes uh, some leeway, and you gave him an opportunity to get back in the game. I think Bill O'Brien has showed he can win you division titles. He can get you to the playoffs. But when it comes to the big games and the big-time moments and getting you over the hump, he mismanages games. He's in over his head. Um he would have lost last week, but Deshaun Watson bailed him out. That's what I just said. They, they won or the week game before last. Yeah, they won the game against Buffalo because they had number four. Simple. Oh, sorry. That's it. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, he has to be. He has to be fired. It 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 doesn't make sense to fire a guy. Traditionally, it doesn't make sense to fire a guy if you have six NFC, six division titles in nine years, but. I think you just have to kind of look at the bigger, broader picture, and that's why I feel really bad for Texans fans because you're going to have to keep him another two years because he doesn't have a draft pick for the first for the next two years. He's probably going to win at least one more title, division title. Um, maybe not, but you're going to have to go through some pain and suffering before they decide to get rid of him because he's going to say on his resume, "Hey, I won, I got six division titles, and I keep getting you that much closer to the title game. Maybe we need this. Maybe we need that." But. Mm-hmm. Um, go. I'm I'm also going to take it because you you can't make those mistakes in back-to-back playoff games like that. These are the games that matter. The regular season games are not the ones that matter. The playoff games are the ones that really matter. The regular season is to get you here. Yeah, and the AFC South is getting a lot harder. I will say uh, management above him has already come out and said that they are going to keep him and that no one's getting fired. So, um, Next up, Mr. Jackson. Number two. Take it or leave it. Lay it on Lamar me. Jackson deserves some blame for the Ravens' loss. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the um, 
thing about the quarterback position is you're going to get a lot of the credit when you win. You're going to get a lot of the blame when you lose. And I feel like he does deserve some of the blame. I feel like he got in his own head very quickly. I feel like the Titans got to him and rushed him and made him frustrated. Um, I felt like he was trying to do too much. I felt like he was really trying to make hero plays the entire time, use his legs and try and use his arm a bit. Um, yeah, he, he definitely deserves some of the blame. I can't say that he is blameless at all for that loss. Right. You're the quarterback. I'm also I'm also going to take it. He just he did not look good throwing the ball. I haven't watched him a lot this year, so I might be wrong about him not being a good passer. But he did not look like a good passer. He had a real bad. Night. He had a bad game. Even though he had good stats, he had a bad game. Yeah, like did not look good. Um, number three, Mr. Jackson, take it or leave it. We should expect more from Deshaun Watson than what he gave us in last weekend's game. I almost want to say leave it, just because he got you up twenty-four nothing. I feel like there were some bad coaching decisions that put him in a bad hole. Um. And gave and put their defense on some bad time, bad uh, ends of the field. Uh, yeah, he could have done a lot better in the second half, that's for sure. But I mean, you're only going to outduel Patrick Mahomes for so long. I felt like he bailed them out of the Buffalo game. I felt like he put them in a really good position to win this Houston game in the first half, or in the Kansas City game in the first half. I don't know what else you really want from developing Deshaun Watson because he still is developing as good as he is and as good of a star as he is in this league right now he's still developing he's in year three coach. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take it and okay. I'm, I'm going to take it because in the second half you have to do something Yeah. you were up 24 nothing, and all of a sudden it's 28-24 your defense can't stop them and the only way you're going to win this game is if you go out there and you make a play, and what do you do? You score one touchdown in garbage time almost. Like, the game was over. Yeah. Yeah, you got to... The other team scores 50 points on you. In the second half, they scored 30 points, and you scored seven. That's definitely a problem. And some of that's coaching, and some of that's, you know, different situational plays, and some of that's drop balls. But, I mean, at the same time... I mean, you're the quarterback. You got DeAndre Hopkins, Will yeah. Fuller, Kenny Stills. Yeah. You should be able to do something. Went over 500 yeah. yards this year. Just point that out. Yeah. Well, the Chiefs do not have that great of a secondary. They don't. Um. So, don't. number four, Mr. Jackson. This is the... I meant to do this one earlier, but, you know, I had a follow-up to the Lamar Jackson one. Oh, okay. So... Him, 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 him. Laying on me. Do you believe, take it or leave it, Lamar Jackson is an elite quarterback? Depends on the on, on what you define as elite. We'll just. I feel like top 10. I feel like top 5 is like elite. I feel like top 10 is great. And anything below that is a good quarterback. You put him um, top 5 then? No. I put him top as a, 10? I, I put him top 10. Right now. Because I believe I'm not going to punish him for the fact that he has legs. I feel like he's not as good a pocket passer as ever, as other other or the quarterbacks in the league. There's quarterback in the top 10 that are better pocket passers than him. But because he has that dual threat ability, I'm not going to judge him as if he's a running back or judge him as if he 
that is a hindrance. It is a he is a dual threat guy. It is a plus in his column. And as he continues to develop throwing the football and working from the pocket more, he's only going to get better and better. This is his first full year starting. Um, and he's going to win MVP. And he's a young quarterback that made some mistakes in this game. Tennessee got to him. Tennessee deserves all the credit in the world because they made big-time moments and big-time big time plays and big-time moments, and their coaching was excellent. But I'm not going to say – He's not a top ten quarterback because he can run very fast. Um, I don't think the reason anyone would say that is because he can run. I think the reason anyone would say that is because he can't really necessarily throw the ball as well. When you think of your quarterback going out and winning you a game, if you need your quarterback to come back and beat you, they're not going to do it on the ground because that takes time. They have to be able to throw the ball. And – Lamar is definitely not elite at throwing the football. He is elite in his athleticism, his ability to run the football on the ground, make people miss. His vision on the field is wild. But for the stats that he put up, he's not necessarily like he could go out there and do that without the fact that people were just leaving his tight ends and stuff open a lot. I felt like. Yeah, but that's part to do with the scheme and that's part to do with the coaching. And then they're putting him in a position to succeed and that's great, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock him points because, Oh, you're only getting yeah, passing not, yards because your tight is wide open. Well, duh, that's, but the you're design. not, you're not knocking him. Like you're, I'm not trying to knock him because he's athletic. I'm knocking him because I don't think he's a good passer. And that's where we disagree. I do principle. think he's a good passer. I don't think he's an elite passer, but I think he's a great passer. I don't think he's a great passer. I'd say he's a, a good passer. And I think because I he is I'm dual threat, that makes him even... And I, because he's a dual threat, I think because of that, with his ability to throw the football with multiple four-touchdown games this year, even a couple fives, that he he's, an, he's a great quarterback. He offers you a lot more than what usually other quarterbacks do. And he's still developing. I think, I think he'll burn out. I don't think it'll last. With him well, not no, being able to throw the he's football, not gonna, he, no, he's not gonna. He's not gonna have an eighteen-year career. He's not Tom Brady, but he's gonna have a pretty damn good eight-year. I don't. I don't think he'll last that long. Well, if we're just still, because if we're still here in eight years, let's put it as a bet, Lucas. Just because, just because I think that what they're doing is not sustainable. Once a once the defense discovers how to stop your running ability, then. You can't. You have to rely on the passing. And then when it comes to it, he's not going to be able to win you the game. I don't believe passing the ball. I. But that's just me. Yeah, and I, and I think, I think you're biased off of one game, and that one game being against your favorite team, and your favorite team completely dismantling their offense. I think the Browns destroyed them. I think if you look at the scope of the entire year, he's incredible. Tran- the Chargers uh, gen- beat them generational in the talent playoffs last year. Huh? Running, yes, generational in his athletic ability, but there are other running quarterbacks that have been able to throw the ball better than him in the past. Yeah, but he's also a, run as good. This is first year starting. It's his second year starting. First full year starting, and he's lost you two playoff games because he can't pass the football. He can pass. We're, 
let's move on. We're going to disagree about this for forever, and we've disagreed about this for the past week and a half. But he can throw the football. He's fine. And he's going to get better I'm put, I'm I'm putting this down right now. You said eight years? He'll, yeah, he'll last eight years for sure. For sure. He will, he will be in the NFL as a starting quarterback oh, for at least no, eight no, years. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't say he as will be in the NFL. RG3 is in the I NFL. I just said as a starting quarterback. Okay. Lamar will be. Maybe if you would listen, you. I'd jump off and cut people's sentences, and you'd be able to understand. No, 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 no. I understand clearly, Jim. Boom, clap back. Eight years. Mm. That's delicious right there. Start a quarterback eight years. Book it. Right. Um, only need six more. Anyways, the last one. No, this says in eight years. You didn't say eight years. I, career said, he will, total. I said he will last eight years. I thought you meant eight more years past now. Will he be a starter in eight years so he have a 10-year starting year? Maybe. Are you wanting to say that he will be a starter in six years he or eight He will have years? eight full years starting. Right. At least. Eight years. At least. Eight years starting. Um. Anyways, last thing. Take it or leave it. Drew Brees will not win another Super Bowl. Oh, man. I felt like these past two years were their opportunity. And they were completely robbed by the Rams. And I don't put that to their fault at all. Because they should have been in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and who knows what happens. Um, this past year, they came out pretty flat against the Vikings. They didn't look like themselves. I assumed they were going to go to the Super Bowl and win it, just because they have so much talent on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think no Mark Ingram hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't want to shut the door on him yet because I still think he has two more years left and you know there's a chance that the Saints can put it together (sighs) it's going to be so hard though I'm going to say leave it just because he can it's possible I don't want to shut the door on it it's highly unlikely I think the past three years two years really have were kind of his prime window to do it I'm going to take it um, I think it's going to be hard for Drew to, for them to sustain what they've been doing the past couple of years. Um, when you look at the 49ers are just going to get better. The Seahawks are kind of rebuilding and getting better. Yeah, that was going to be hard. The Rams are probably going to be in a position. I think there's too many other teams, not even counting the AFC. Um, obviously, the Cowboys are going to be a threat next year. Uh, the Eagles, if they get pieces back, so like I, I just think I think there's too many too many hoops for them to jump through for Drew to get it done one more time. So I'm gonna take it. Uh, that is okay. it for take it or leave it, Mr. Jackson. I love take it or leave it. It's fun. Prompts a lot today of. They didn't think she was funny. Seem pretty, seem pretty upset today, Mr. Jackson. About Listen, this Lamar man, stuff, I keep Jackson. Jackson but like takes this all real personal and I keep stuff. I think he had Lamar. an amazing not amazing-al. an amazing I think he had an amazing year to be put down in the history. But books. you're trashing him for you think his passing game this is, is awful. never it's not. This is never going to happen again. I think you're really judging him off done. of one game. I really. But do. I think he's I really a bad think passer. You're being biased. I thought he was a bad passer all year. I have told you multiple times on this pod that he was overrated. Overrated in the sense of being an MVP every year, sure. 
But his over... offense, their offense was completely new. They developed a completely new offense this year. And Let, wait and see what the defenses do next it year. For the most part. Wait and see what the defenses do next year. Lamar will not be the same. Is he going to be an MVP next year? No, of course not. You, you can't. You, you, I'm not going to. Okay, are we judging him from the fact that Lamar Jackson is not as good because he won't be an MVP every single year? He's going to fall off. No, he's, he's no, I don't. I don't. I don't want him to be an MVP next year. But the way you're talking is like. This year he's a top five quarterback, and next year he'll be a top five quarterback. I said again. he's top ten. I said that both times. But I feel like he won the MVP, but he's not top. He's not top five. Not five. Not top five player in the NFL not, this year. That's not the question you asked. You asked, is he a top five passer? I said no. Not if he's that was a top earlier. Five I'm talking player. about now. This is different now. Was he a top five player in twenty twenty nineteen? Get on me about yes. listening. Turn your volume up. He's you a good? top. He was a top two player in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. Well, he's he's number one this year. Yeah, 2019. Nick Bosa. He's number he's MVP. Yeah. This year, he was top five. Absolutely. Is he a top five overall? No. But I mean, next year, he won't be He won't be top ten. I don't think. Maybe not. But that doesn't mean he's a bad passer. That's why he won't be top ten. It's because he's a bad passer. Anyways. We can disagree and move on. So it's time for our tweeter tweet tweets. All right. What you got for me? So for anyone wondering... Um, you can find us on Twitter at GoFor2Podcast. All right. It's a great time. Please tag us and stuff. Send us some funny stuff. We like it. So, uh, Mr. Jackson, do you have anything this week? No, I don't. I don't have anything right. on Twitter. All right. So, here, here's what I got. It could be from anything, honestly, guys. Um, so, Kevin Stefanski, the coordinator that is now becoming the head coach of the Browns had to promise his kids a dog and a trip to Disney World to get them to agree to go to Cleveland. Cleveland's a dreary place, man. I wouldn't really want to live there That is just amazing. I I don't blame them, honestly. Um, Cool stuff going on in Atlanta. Their team's terrible, but good news. They're getting new uniforms in in the next season. All right. Uh, I believe it was like 2003 is when they changed these uniforms, so they didn't really stick with them that long, but... Yeah, it didn't seem like they were, it was time for them to change, but, I mean, you know. No, I felt like this was kind of out of the blue. You know, they just wanted some attention since no one talked about them all year because they've been garbage. Yeah. Okay. Um. This was really interesting. Um. There's a report that Tom Brady and his family sold their house. They've moved to Connecticut, and there's a suite that his wife um, in Gillette Stadium sits in to watch the football games, and apparently they have cleared it out. So everyone be on Brady watch because there's some stuff going down. They're, Brady's they're, making moves. sending a message to the Patriots organization that if you want me, you know where to find me, but you got to take care of me. Yeah. Um, so Derek Henry has thrown more touchdown passes in the playoffs than Carson Wentz. Isn't that sad? That is sad. That is incredibly sad. Uh, last one. Chad Johnson has a tryout coming up this is so to be a kicker in the XFL. I think that's awesome. I think that's all for it's funny. attention because I don't think. <laughs> like, isn't that just ridiculous? Gotta get, some people, gotta get some people to watch it. Hey, didn't he kick a field goal in a game? He did. One time he did. An extra point or something. Maybe it was a field goal. I don't know. But it, Chad Johnson is a clown. 100%. So that's it for... That's it for our Twitter stuff. Remember, at Gopher2Podcast, 
find some funny stuff. I tried to find some funny stuff this week. Jackson's going to come up with some stuff next week and not be a loser like he was this week where he didn't have anything. All right? I really didn't have anything. Uh, not a it's whole time lot to get involved. My radar. Time to get good, Other than, Jackson. like, coaching changes or, the you know, Drew Rosenhaus dropping AB, like, like you know, newsworthy stuff. You know, I, I come across that on Twitter all the time. <laughs> all the time. Um, <clears throat> so you brought up the coaching change and stuff. You got any any coaching info real quick to update us before uh, we get into the recap? Cleveland has hired a head coach, Kevin Stofalski, as we just mentioned. I think that's right, right. Um, I probably butchered his name. I apologize, but you know, he, he's in Cleveland. He was the Vikings' offensive coordinator. Um, he definitely had a lot of talent to work with in Minnesota. He, mm-hmm. you know, when Odell Beckham after his arrest is taken care of, then I'm sure he'll have a lot of talent to work with in Cleveland. So we'll see. Um, Rams have fired Wade Phillips. Uh, we might have covered that in the last show. Pat Shermer has been named the Broncos offensive coordinator. He was a former Giants head coach. And Jason Garrett at this moment has been interviewing um, for the New York Giants offensive coordinator job. So no word yet at the time of this recording whether he's, he's got it or not. But um, he did interview uh, yesterday, and we haven't heard any news on that. Um, what do you think about the whole Wade Phillips deal? you think he's going to land somewhere? Oh, yeah, he'll land somewhere, either as a defensive coordinator or he'll take a year off and be with the family and come back rejuvenated. Um, but he, he's definitely highly sought after. Defenses he's been a part of the past several years have been really, really good. Um, right. Uh, I think Pro Football Focus had, when he was with Dallas, we had the second-ranked defense one of the years he was here. We, and then he went to Denver, and he had, of course, that legendary 2015 Broncos defense with Von Miller and Demarcus Ware, and right, I was, Aaron Donald, Dominican Sue, and the Rams. Yeah, uh, yeah I was actually ago, very so. surprised that they got rid of him. Yeah, he he has some really good schemes. They're probably just going <clears throat> in a um. Different so direction. just a a cool little bit of stuff that uh, for anyone to take take home and digest after you're done watching the pod. We're almost done. Um, but apparently there are rumors after last week's game or before last week's game, since leading up to the Ravens game, that uh the Ravens actually ran Dean Pease out of the coaching staff. So really? they gave him the option that they would fire him or he or he could retire. And so he retired. And that's why he immediately joined the Titans afterwards, is because he didn't really want to retire. He didn't really want to leave. But yeah. that's just rumors. Wow. So I thought that was some cool stuff. Interesting. Um, so recap of last week's game, uh, LSU beat Clemson, the Titans defeated the Ravens, the Vikings lost to the 49ers, the Chiefs beat the Texans, and the Packers beat the Seahawks. Bad week, Jack. Bad week for us in picks. Yeah, I mean, I picked the 49ers, I know I got that one right. I did have the Seahawks win, and they lost. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You picked the, you picked the Ravens, the Seahawks, you got both of those wrong. Yeah. And then I got the Vikings, the Chiefs, and the Seahawks wrong. So, yeah. anyway. Uh, so I'm now 70 and 61 and you are 78 and 53. Love it. Pretty much impossible for me to come back now. I have to get everything wrong. You have to get everything right. Until, until we start betting on the XFL. We're keeping it going. The whole XFL. (laughs) Casey keeps, he's like, Jackson, the XFL is going to be great, man. Are are you excited for it? I'm like, no, but I'll watch it here and there, I guess. Look, there's too much NFL right now to be focused on the xfl anyways i'll i'll give it a watch and see how it goes um so our picks for this week's game 
And then we're also going to kind of give our keys or like reasons why we think that yeah, team's going to win. We're going to go deeper into these games. Only two games, so we're going to kind of yeah, give our only reasons. Only two games. So I want to start with the NFC Championship game, the Packers at the 49ers. What you got, Mr. Jackson? Look, the last time these two teams met, it was 38-7 to 49ers. Now, I don't think it's going to be completely lopsided as it was before. I think it's going to be closer of a game. Um, I feel like both teams got a lot of good film out of that. Um, you know, last time they met, Aaron Rodgers threw for 103 yards and one touchdown. That was it. Uh, do you know? Uh, do you know what time of the season this was? Was this early week, on? Week 12. <sighs> Dang. This was week 12. So fairly recent. Uh, and the 49ers torched them deep several times. Uh, one example is they had a 61-yard touchdown pa- uh, catch from George Kittle. So he absolutely manhandled them. Um, I he predict kind man. of much of the same. I, I, I really don't see the 49ers losing this game. Their defense is playing incredibly well. Nick Bosa, definitely rookie of the year. Um, their defense is just better. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to pull out of his hat what he did last week. Um Again, this week, I could be wrong, um, but my final score prediction is 24-17 San Francisco. Um, So I have the Packers winning. Oh. Yeah, we're oh, split. We are split, we're split on that one. Let me, let me put you down for Green now, I would love, for, for the 49ers. I would love if that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, Got back to another Super Bowl, only because actually I would love to see a Titans versus Green Bay matchup because you would have Matt Lefleur. That's right, going Matt up against his old team. But um, I, I just, I, I think the 49ers defensive line is too much. So I think the Packers are going to come out different in this game. Okay. Okay. Um, I think the defense is going to take advantage of. I think. I think the Vikings laid out a game plan that honestly everyone probably knew, but they made it apparent last week. Um, their offense couldn't capitalize on it, but Aaron Rodgers can. I think what you do is you play defense. You do your best to not let the run completely beat you. The Vikings weren't 100% able to do that. I think the Packers have a little bit of better defense. Um, but I think you do the best to not let the run just go 80 yards every play. And you wait for that moment that Jimmy G throws the football and he will make a mistake and you benefit off of the interceptions that he will throw against the Packers this weekend or fumbles if you get pressure on the man or something like that of that nature, right? Um, And I think Aaron Rodgers can capitalize off of that. You run the football with Jones, keep the ball away from the 49ers and do your dues, right? Score your points, low scoring. Trouble is, I Um, I think the Niners defense can score points too. That's true. That's why I also have on here, don't let that bad man make bad mistakes. Yeah. Okay. He has to be He so, has to be superhuman Aaron Rodgers for them to win this game. The Packers have to play a Tennessee Titan football game. Yeah. I think. They you do. have to play defense, run the football, capitalize off your opponent's mistakes, and don't make as many mistakes. Don't turn the ball over. Um, But I've got 24 to 14 Packers. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so we, we differ on that. Okay. Um, So, last game, of course, since there's only two. There Titans two. at the Chiefs. I will let you go first, Mr. Okay. Jackson. Uh, the last time these two teams played, <clears throat> excuse me, was in week, I believe, 11. And uh, the Titans won that game 35-32. to 32. Mahomes passed all over Tennessee with just over 400 yards. Um, but... 
Uh, Derrick Henry did rush for 183 yards and two scores. Tannehill led Tennessee to a walk-off touchdown, uh, 23-yard score to Adam Humphreys. At the end of the game, they still had a chance to win, that being Kansas City, but the field goal attempt was blocked, and that sealed the deal and was the dagger. Um, I think it would have gone into overtime. It would have gone overtime. Here's the thing. Tannehill on in this game, and I told Lucas this before, he won the locker room in, during this game because not only did he throw the touchdown pass to Adam Humphreys, but they on the two-point conversion, he ran the ball in. Yeah, I think they did a read option. Read option, and he ran his way in and got hit multiple times and took a beating to get the two points. That put them ahead by three, which was hugely significant because if Kansas City did kick a field goal, um, right. It was going to go into overtime. So yeah, people were walking out. Yeah, but here's the thing: I don't think Mahomes is going to throw for a 400 again. Um, I do think the Titans' run has been magical. I think it's been um, kind of unprecedented. They've been in playoff mode for a long time, and they're ready to come out and play. However, I think this passing attack from Kansas City—it's much more diverse and much more lethal than the Tennessee Titans have faced in the past two weeks. Therefore, I think Patrick Mahomes will make his Super Bowl debut, and I feel like the amount of confidence that is oozing from both of these teams right now is going to make for a very intense, high-scoring game. I predict Kansas City wins 45-41. Dang. That's that's a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> um... So, we're obviously opposites on on both on both games. I'm so happy that you picked against us this week again. Well, it makes it much more exciting, right. Lucas, because I the knew Titans, you were going to pick. The Titans excel when we are doubted. All right, Tyreek Hill's already talking. The Kansas yeah. City Chiefs had had already booked their buses in Baltimore. They didn't think we stood a chance. They They've been doubting us for two weeks. They've been doubting That's for a lot longer than that. That's fine. You know, we they're on this. Everyone's like, oh, Kansas City is on this big stretch where they haven't lost any football games. The last team to beat them was us. Andy Reid's 1-8 and eight against the Titans. He's garbage in the playoffs. But it is going to be hard. All right. Last be. time, last time we had to take a fumble back for a touchdown. We had to block a kick. We had to do all kinds of stuff. But I want to say that since then, our offense has been together longer. Yes. Tannehill has had a chance to be in there. Our defense is going to be healthier. Yes. We're going to get back Jayon Brown, Andrell Casey, who did not play in that game. We are going. To go in there and we're going to run the football up the middle against a defensive line in the Kansas City Chiefs that might not have Chris Jones. He is not going to practice all week. He's going to be a game time decision. He, even if he does play, he's not going to be the same. Yeah. All right. I think we're going to be able to run the ball on them. Their secondary is nothing compared to the last two teams that we've played. Tannehill's going to have a day. All right. And we're going to have to force some turnovers. The defense is going to have to make something happen. Absolutely. You're going to have to make some kind of and, plays like that. And last time we did that. Yeah. And that's how that's how you win these big games. You make the plays. And so we have, we have to make the, the momentum changes. 
the big plays. We have to do it. We talked about this, right, Lucas. We've beat we've beat Kansas City three times in a row. You have. Two of the last three times was in their home. Both times settled by a field goal, I believe. In the cold, cold weather. Yeah. So. We talked about this road, Lucas. We talked about you having to go to New England. We talked uh, about you having to go to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And we knew it was going to end at Kansas. We're gonna, it was going to go to Kansas City. I'm rooting for you, man. I just think the line stops here. Well, look, this is this is what's going to happen. They're not going to run on us like they want to. Of course not. Because, you know, Kansas City wants to run the ball some. They're obviously a dominant passing team, but they want to be able to run the ball some. They're going to get... Tyreek Hill's going to get a little cocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably get a pick off of him or something, all right? Or make him fumble. I think Tyreek Hill's going to make a mistake. Every other player has made a mistake that's talked crap. And I want to end the pod on this, Mr. Jackson. Release Tanathril. Release right. the Tanathril. That's it. Ryan Tanathril. Seeing him in your nightmares. That's what's going to happen. All you Kansas City fans out there. That is all. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching and slash listening to episode 23 of the Gopher 2 podcast, the championship game special, as it were. Uh, championship weekend. So we have NFC Championship and AFC Championship, both incredibly exciting games. I'm really looking forward to watching on a Sunday. Um, I think it's going to be a thriller. I really think that last game was going to be an, an absolutely incredibly intense. Um, you can find us where all podcasts can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more, as well as watch us on YouTube.com slash Go2Podcast or find us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Go2Podcast. Be sure to hit us up with some of the friendly tweet, tweet, tweeters, and so we can talk about those on uh, the next episode. And be sure to leave a comment down in this uh, comment section below, and we will read it right here live for you on the on the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you, bye. Love you, bye.